Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stopulis. Today, I am excited to be joined by my friend Nathaniel Benversi. He is the Director of Mission at Exodus 90. Exodus 90 growing, expanding. They now have a Director of Mission, and he'll be on with me on the other side of the break. Let us start in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray and do thou, O Prince of my, the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy 2022 to you all. It's January 10th, second week here uh, in the new year. And as you may know... A week from today is the launch of Exodus 90, 16, 17, somewhere in there. We'll get, we'll get down to it with Nathaniel, what the exact start date is, but you just work 90 days back from Easter and you find yourself there. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that I am a, an advocate, a fan of Exodus 90, though at first I was mortified by the idea of it. I was shocked that people actually did this, and now we are preparing for our fifth one as a as a community, as a group. Um, obviously I've, I've seen the benefit of, my, of it in my own life and I, I try to share it with as many guys as possible, as many men as I can about what it can do to help them. Nathaniel and I had the opportunity to meet a couple months ago, uh, in Davenport, there's an Exodus 90 event there. Uh, and we did some interview stuff and I got to hear him speak, uh, on really the three pillars. He, he kind of he boiled it down to the three pillars of fraternity, uh, prayer, and asceticism so those three main pillars and he really just went really deep into it i'm like gosh it'd be great to have him on the show to help lay that out a little bit more i think i concentrated a lot more i've always talked about those but not in any depth uh where a lot of times i'm talking about uh the the asceticism more broadly or or specifically uh he, he has a really good um or just a good handle on all of it and how it all works together and how we as uh, men are, are called to do this in every part of our life. And Exodus is kind of a more focused version of that. So uh, excited to have Nathaniel on on the other side of the break. Stick around and we'll be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. My 
Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Excited today to have my, what I call my new friend, Nathaniel Benversi from the Exodus, the men of Exodus 90. He is the director of mission at Exodus 90. That's a singular directing of mission. They have one mission, but Nathaniel and I had the opportunity uh, to, to meet in Davenport a couple months ago for an Exodus 90 event and uh, got to hear his spiel on everything Exodus 90. And with it coming up here shortly, I thought there's no better guy to have on then Nathaniel to talk about Exodus 90. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Good to see you again, brother. So uh, we had we had to spend a night together uh, in Davenport telling people about Exodus, and we got we got a lot to cover today. And for my listeners who have heard me talk about Exodus ad nauseum for the last five years, they've heard James Baxter probably three times. They've heard me go off many times about Exodus, but I keep coming back to it for a reason. It's important. Uh, you're on, you're, are you doing your six? What number are you on? This is my sixth exodus. That's right. So you beat me by one. This will be our fifth. Um, but I think it's important to have an understanding of where you've come from on Exodus. You got a lot of experience with it. Um, how did you how did you enjoy Exodus so much that you wanted to work for Exodus 90? How did that possibly happen? It's just profound experience with our Lord, different than other things before. Because I started actually getting the crap out of my life and me, being able to hear him in a new way. Even though I was faithful to a life of prayer, I'd been to seminary, I was a full-time missionary. But once I started to learn the gift of asceticism, that's this, these acts of self-denial, man, it just started to change my life in a way that I knew I was more fully living the Christian life the way that I ought to be. And so I wanted that for others as well. Uh, so you, we, I, I will get into the bulk of this. Really, what I want to talk about is a lot of what your talk was in Davenport, and we'll get into that kind of diving deep into the, the pillars of Exodus. But before we do that, I do want to introduce people to what you do, because I think what you do at Exodus adds value to the people who have maybe done Exodus before, uh, maybe once a, a few years ago, who have thought about it, um, and just how your your role, you individually, how that has kind of morphed the size and scope of what Exodus does. So can you give a quick background of, on, on what you're doing for them? Yeah, so as the director of mission, I oversee all of the content. I either read it myself or find the writers, professors, priests from around the country to make this content for men. Our mission is to free the people. So we, do, we start with Exodus 90, but then we have over a thousand days worth of disciplines and reflections for men, more than 20 spiritual exercises. Exodus is one spiritual exercise. We have ongoing formation for over three years for you and your fraternity, wherever you are in whatever city you are, so you can grow closer to our Lord, to your life of prayer, life of asceticism. And a life of fraternity. Yeah, that's changed a lot because when I um, when I first did it, it was the book, right? I mean, so I literally had a, a book that we bought, uh, and I think we had a PDF copy of it at one point. Like it was, that was essentially what it was. It, it was fairly archaic, it seems like nowadays, where it's all it's all digital, it's on the app, it's all that stuff. And so I think, but the point is, if you did it a long time ago, or if your first foray into it was was the book, uh, a lot has changed. And again, I think you you now have the ability to do more with Exodus just because of the content. And that's in, in thanks in large part to what you're you're doing there. So, all right, you come to Davenport and you talked about these three pillars, which I've mentioned them before, but the way you dug deep into it, I really want to, I want our listeners to hear it. Um, prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. Those have always been, been the three pillars. Uh, I want you to talk about them. We'll talk about why those are the important pillars, why those are the focus, and they haven't changed. Other things have changed in the program. Those have not changed. Yeah, I think what some people see is, wow, Exodus 90 is prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, so I'll do that for 90 days, and then I'm just kind of done. And that's just not the case. Exodus 90 isn't prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. The Christian life is living prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, 
and Exodus happens to copy that in an intense way for 90 days, but something that we should be doing year round for our entire life if we desire to really live the fullness of the Christian life. And so, yeah, I took a look into to scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We certainly find prayer in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's pretty straightforward and clear. But we find asceticism there as well, even starting in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, they sinned. And God didn't want them to continue to sin. Now they had this tendency to sin or to lust in particular after each other, both being naked. So he slaughters an animal. Could have that animal been a lamb? Yeah, it sure could have been. We don't know. But he slaughters that animal and he gives them skins to wear. Why? This is an act of asceticism, just like the Franciscans or other religious orders put on a habit. We put on a habit to prevent us from sinning, from breaking that unity with God that he desires for us so much that unity is going to bring us to fulfillment and joy. So asceticism exists right there from the beginning, from concupiscence onward, if you will, and into the New Testament as well with people like St. Paul enduring so much suffering, suffering he takes up and suffering that is inflicted upon him. And he does it all with joy because of the unity that he has with God through asceticism, through this embracing of the cross. And fraternity is there certainly as well. It only takes two chapters in the beginning of all of scripture before we realize it's not good for man to be alone, right? And that doesn't just mean we need to be married, but it means that because we are made in God's image and after his likeness, that he is Trinity. He is unity. We are made for unity with each other and with God. But we don't always live this out. We certainly see it in the New Testament as well with the apostles going out two by two and converting large groups of people, not just one person only for them, though that would be worth it. They go after large groups of people or leaders so that it trickles down. They can have that unity in the community in their areas. And Jesus, of course, if this wasn't good enough just to tell us about it in the Old Testament, the New Testament, God himself comes down and literally lives this out for us, models the Christian life for us. He lives a life of prayer. He lives a life of asceticism. And he lives fraternity camping with these you know, 12 dudes for three straight years. So he lives this for us. If we want to be Christ-like, we got to live like Christ. And this is the life that he lived for us. You know, I think people get, they get scared of Exodus 90 because they see all the things you got to do and it's a little intimidating, but at the end of the day, I, I, I think your point is well taken. My men's group, which, you know, we met this morning, the same way we've been meeting for five years, you know, it, it differs in seasons, right? So when we go through Exodus, it's probably more in the fasting and the asceticism, but throughout the year, it's, it's always fraternity and it's always prayer. And again, the seasons of prayer during Lent, during Advent, during different parts, we're, we're ramping up prayer more than others. But those three things are always there. And I think doing life, you have to do this. So like you can't just do life without one of these three things. You have to do them. And I think it's, it's obvious to me now more than ever that the asceticism part of it, which I think what scares people the most, people used to have asceticism inflicted upon them by just nature. And then the Industrial Revolution happens. And now all of a sudden... We don't actually need to do, like, we can live life without suffering, more or less. Obviously, there's going to be emotional suffering, there's going to be other, but we now have things given to us at our leisure, living in America in 2022, where we're at this unique point in, in time where we, we have to, more than ever, seek this stuff out. Because it, even the great saints of well before the Industrial Revolution, who didn't have all this great stuff, they still did it, right? They still did it, even though they didn't have all this great stuff. And so to me, in now that I've kind of gone through this life cycle, you know, this fifth time of doing it, it it's just a different way of taking these these levers, this prayer, fasting, asceticism lever, and pulling the asceticism one down to start to start the year. It helps us focus in, which allows obviously more time for prayer, 
It, it, it helps with the fraternity. So all these things build on each other. But this isn't, this isn't something that you do for 90 days and you're done. I think that's the point Exodus 90 is making now more than it did five years ago to me, which is this is a lifestyle. This is not a one-time thing. It's a thing you do forever because God ordained it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that you said that and the way that you bring up art, the difference in now compared to before, right? The more we think that we are a king or that we are self-reliant and we don't need other people, the more we both separate ourselves from other people, but also from God. Like God tells us, he doesn't say, hey, I'm only going to give you what you can handle. That way you don't need me. No, he doesn't say that. He gives us more than we can handle like a good father because he knows that if we rely on him because it's more than we can handle, we can do even more than we ever could do. But to the point of like us being kings, think about what a king can do. He can, you know, have somebody go get him food. He can have somebody take him wherever he wants to go. And right now, for all of us who have a mobile phone, uh, we can get Uber, take us wherever we want. And if we don't want to go anywhere, we can have Uber Eats bring us whatever we want, whenever we want, as much as we want of it. Like we are so much like a king, so self-reliant that we don't need God. Asceticism reunites us to reality that we do need God, that we need to deny ourselves and remind ourselves that he's the absolute gift to us of fulfillment, life, and joy if we allow ourselves to be united to him. All right, so now let's talk. Hopefully people have understood. We've talked about the tenants in the past. It's cold showers. It's, it's, it's no meat on Fridays and Wednesdays. It's no sports. No, It's a lot of things. We've talked about the, the, those many times in the past. If you don't know what they are, go to excess90.com. Look them up. Um, there's a laundry list of them. You are on your – you said you're, you're, you're doing your sixth. You've done five. Um, just for people who have never done it before, people who have, talk to them about your experience going through it and maybe how you've grown or what you've learned. We just take a look at the list of aesthetic disciplines and the prayer disciplines and the fraternal disciplines within Exodus 90. You're going to probably say, that's a lot. That's crazy. Only ridiculous people would do this. Or you might see it if you really like a challenge or whatever, like, oh, I could do that. Like, I, I could, I'm going to man up and do this or whatever. Okay. Both of those responses are, are, are unfortunate, to say the least, because one would lead us to despair and the other could lead us to pride, neither of which are the Christian life, neither of which are unity with God. For me, I've done Exodus 90, as I mentioned, five times. I have failed Exodus 90, Joe, five times. <laughs> and what do I mean by this? I've finished Exodus 90 each time, but I've never done it perfectly. This is part of the secret of the Christian life, is understanding that we aren't perfect, even though we're striving after it, striving after perfection. Thus, we need God. So in doing Exodus 90, we will do the best that we possibly can and thus get great fruit out of it. But in doing the best that we can, We'll show up to our weekly fraternity meeting. In the first couple of weeks, you might be like, yeah, I'm doing so good. I'm white knuckling in. Like, I can really handle this. By week five, nobody shows up to the fraternity meeting like that. You know it from your fraternity. I know it from mine. We all show up like, dang, guys. Like, I failed at this this week, and I did this this week, and like, dang it. And then we build each other up, and we love each other like the Lord loves us. We remind each other of his love, and we grow together as men through humility, through reliance on the Lord. I will say, I think the, the cold shower on the 30th day roughly is the worst. It's like I white knuckled it pretty well for the first three weeks. God, another 60 days of this. This is not fun. But anyway, um, so why do you keep doing it then? You've done it. You've yeah. already done it. You've, you've gone through it. Why do you keep doing it? Because I keep sinning. So like I, still, <laughs> I still have this tendency to sin. And I know that if, I, if my family is going to follow me, if I'm going to be the quote unquote spiritual head of the household, then I need to be united to the one who is the true head of the body of Christ, that's Jesus himself. And asceticism allows me to stay united to him because I'm denying myself 
and stop and turning away from my own appetite and my own will, which would lead me to every iceberg in the Atlantic. I would just hit them all in this journey through life and sink my marriage. But through asceticism, especially more rigorously each year during this Exodus 90, I'm able to more and more reunite with our Lord and progress in the spiritual life instead of fall back in the spiritual life and be the spiritual head of the household that I need to be one who's at the service of God and at the service of my family, not myself. Yeah, and I don't know when it was for me that it hit that I'm going to do this every year. It was probably after the second one, I think, where I'm like, this is just a, going to be a part of me now. I mean, I think we kind of bootstrapped ourselves into the second one and we're like, okay, let's just do it again. And now I'm like, I, this, I like this person. I, it's good for me to hit, uh, to, to re hit the reset button every single January. And again, timing wise, it's perfect. I mean, right after the holidays, it fits well, right. And gives you a lead up to Lent and then you have a great Lent. So it works really well timing wise, but then also I just find to your point, like I'm a sinful guy. I have a super addictive personality and I go a million miles a minute. It's easy for me to get into traps and I know I'm a better husband, a better father when I do this. And so I need it. And I've, I found that that's just part of my, my natural cycle through the year now uh, is to do that. So the launch date is what this year? It's January 17th. Come and a little soon. sneaker. Yeah, it's a little sneaker for those guys who have done Exodus Sunday before. We have a new version coming out. Same scripture, same disciplines, a little bit different reflections to help nice. you go even deeper. Awesome. So there's Good. a sneaker. So it starts on the 17th. So here's, here's one of the things as a guy, I mean, I've talked about excess a lot. So I have people come up to me and ask about it. And, you know, if you're listening now and you're considering it, obviously I'm going to encourage you to do it. I, I want to, I want you to at least get one or two other guys to do it with you though. I think that that, if you lose the fraternity piece of it, I mean, you're missing a big, a big chunk of it. So I just have to encourage you to find other guys to do it with, because if you do it by yourself, it'll be good. I just, I think there's a limit to how great it can be because the, that fraternity part is a huge piece of it. Nathaniel, I'll let you go on this, let you riff on the fact that there are probably guys listening who are considering this. What, what's your recommendation? Yeah. For me, if you do all of Exodus 90 except fraternity, then you've done 66% of <laughs> something, but you haven't done Exodus 90. It is so important. It's a discipline in and of itself, which is a huge, I mean, for those of us who have seen like the chosen, this 12 guys who may or may not have liked each other. Think about Matthew, how they treated him. That's asceticism itself to learn how to, to live unity. So we need it. Get over it. Be a leader. Go and find those men. Make the invitations. Make the awkward invitations. Because guess what? Those guys want to be better men too. You just got to ask and invite them to do this with you. Yeah, and I think one thing you'll find out that you, you maybe weren't planning on is you're gonna you're gonna have lifelong friendships from it. You know, I, I've I've said this many times in the show, but that band of brothers line from uh, from Shakespeare. You if if you do things that are difficult together, you're going to have deeper relationships than the super superficial. And I, I think when, <laughs> when you're texting each other about how bad a cold shower was, that's it's funny. And but be it, you're doing something hard. I mean, it's not easy to do these things. And when you do hard things, that's a good thing. Whether it's in whether it's physically, you know, if you're talking about working out, or if it's spiritually, or if it's, you know, in, through asceticism, wherever these things are. And I, I think, I could be wrong. I think in your talk, you mentioned grit by Angela Duckworth or power of habits by, you do power of habit? None of those two. Okay, maybe not. I've read it in the, uh, in the manuals before, but you know, this idea that it takes 90 days to break a habit or form a new, uh, a new one, you know, uh, Charles Duhigg was, I believe the uh, guy who did power of habit. Anyway, um, those are, these are, so there's not just some random n number assigned to this. There are, there's science behind it. And, and Angela Duckworth in, in grit talks about how you can build grit 
by one of two ways, by denying yourself something you enjoy or doing something you don't enjoy. And so there's plenty of that. There's plenty of that on both sides of exercise. That's always my excuse. And when people, my reason when people are like, Hey, why would you do a cold shower? I'm like, well, it's building me. It's, it's allowing me to have more grit. It's allowing me to have a larger volume uh, of self-control because I'm doing something that is difficult. And to your point at the talk from last month or two months ago, it also gives you an opportunity to pray and pray for someone and do something difficult for someone, which was a big turning point for me probably three years ago was that, that intention. I'm going into this cold shower for this person. And there is, there's absolutely grace in that. And you said it more eloquently than I did. Yeah. I mean, it's it's filling our hearts with faces and names, right? Like that's a great, great stage set there though, Joe, filling our hearts with faces and names. If you don't think that you're going to do you don't want to do exit society because you're not worth it. Okay. First of all, you are, but I understand I've been there too. Like I look at myself in the mirror and like, do I, am I really worth a cold shower today? I'd rather not. But when I think about my wife and when I think about my children, this is what it means to be the spiritual head of the household, to silently make a sacrifice for those that I love. Because who else is praying for my children? Who else is making sacrifices for them? Their grandma? Maybe, but maybe not. So I better dang well do it if I care about their souls. And so with my heart filled with faces and names, I get in that dang cold shower. I offer it up for them and nobody has to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a game changer when you you do that. When you start saying, okay, here's my intention for this specific thing. If, if you don't, it's, it's harder to do, honestly. I mean, if you just go in and this is just about me, it's not nearly as easy to do. If you go in and say, I'm going to offer this for this specific intention of these people, I'm bringing them in and boom, it's just a, it's, it makes it a, uh, a much more efficacious uh, shower as it were. Um, all right. We got a couple minutes left. Any final, uh, final words to guys who are maybe on the fence or considering it, or, or maybe a call to action to get people to do it. Yes. So if you're on the fence, ask the Lord, what does he want for you? If you can't hear him, start doing this, because this is a great way to start living the Christian life. You have to live prayer, asceticism, and fraternity anyway. So if you're not going to do Exodus, what are you going to do? If all you're seeing is a big question mark of what you're going to do, great. We have it for you. It's very clear. It's Exodus 90. Go to Exodus90.com. Hit sign up right there in the top right corner. Log in, create your login. You can get all the information about Exodus 90 right there. And then you can start inviting your brothers to join you in your fraternity because not only do you desire to be a better man and more free, but so do your brothers. So make the invitation. Go to Exodus90.com and I'll see you January 17th, praying for you 90 days to Easter. That's a great way to end it. I was going to ask more questions, but I feel like you really hit a home run there. Daniel. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. It's good to see you again. Uh, Have a great sixth Exodus, man. Have a great one. Thanks, you too, Joe. All right, stick around. We're going to head to short break, and we'll be right back. Thought of the Day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. The disciples of Jesus asked him to teach them how to pray, so he taught them what we call the Lord's Prayer. And that prayer is the perfect prayer. It contains everything a prayer should have. Pray it devoutly think about what you are praying. For example, the first words are directed not to a stern judge or an indifferent higher power who may or may not be listening to you or me. No, God is a loving, caring, providential, powerful, gentle father more than any earthly father. A father whom St. Paul called Abba, or we would say Dada or Papa, baby talk. Yes, our Abba, our Papa is our God. Get that one straight and all the rest makes sense. Then we allow God's gentle, strong arms to surround us 
The Our Father is a strong hand of our Father to guide us. The perfect prayer, the Our Father. And that's today's thought of the day. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. My thanks again to Nathaniel Benversi from Exodus 90. By the way, he's had a really cool thing going on the last couple months. The last couple months, gosh, the last six months. I don't know how long it's been. Basically, he's got a truck with a giant, like, 41-foot or so uh, Exodus 90 uh, pull behind. This thing is enormous, um, and it is really cool. Um, he's been going around the country with his family speaking uh, at events and and spreading the word about Exodus 90. And again, there's obviously from a timing perspective, uh, it's not a coincidence that we're doing this the week before Exodus starts. I, I encourage you to get involved. If you've never done it before, this is your call. Call to action. You got to do it. Um, as I've said many times, Father Zach called me the day before we were starting. So I was I, I didn't even know it was on my radar. Uh, and he called me the day before. You got seven days. Uh, and that night we called, I think, six other guys, got them all to join as well. So you have plenty of time to get a men's group launched. And as noted in that interview, um, you know, back then it was you to order a book. And so you know, there was there was time that took to even get the stuff done. Whereas today it's all on an app, super interactive, uh, a lot more tech savvy than they were uh, five years ago. So a lot's changed. And it, so if you've never done it before, you got to do it. You got to do it. This has got to be your year. Let's go. Let's make it happen. If you have done it before, hopefully you've seen the fruit of it. Hopefully you've noticed when you did it. Yeah, it was tough. Obviously, no one likes doing cold showers. I can assure you the rest of the year, I do a total of like three cold showers and I'm only doing them because I'm sweating so much. I need a cold shower. The rest of the year, I don't ever do that. I just, it's warm showers the rest of the way. I don't love it. I mean, I don't look forward to it, but I know the kind of guy I'm going to be when it's all done, right? There's a reason Nathaniel, he even alluded to it. You, you do it because it makes you a better person. We're, our, our sinfulness, our inclination to sin is strong, and this helps us to regulate that. So hopefully if you have done it before, you've seen the graces. Maybe you haven't considered. Maybe you said, gosh, I did it once. I'm done. Well, you know, maybe think about doing it again. It's interesting. You know, Nathaniel and I had not talked about that previously, that he did it his first time and then never stopped. And so did my men's group and I. You know, We, we started it once and we never gave up because or never quit because it's been that beneficial to us. Uh, so think about that as well. So start date next Monday, the 17th. Thank you for joining me today on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 